Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Guys, I'm welcoming out to this show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you're ready for your money to start working harder for you right now. You don't want to wait 20 or 30 or 40 years for that financial prosperity. You want it today so you can live that life that you love with those you love doing what you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about having a life of ease and comfort and lots and lots of money. It's about creating a life of impact because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless more lives. So guys, I'm so grateful to be here with you today. Thank you for joining us, for tuning in, for binging and sharing and doing everything you guys do. You guys are seriously the best listeners out there today. Hey, as a reminder, check out our website, moneyripples.com. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Money Ripples with Chris Miles. If you love videos, check it out there too. So guys, we'll see you there. Hey guys, quick shout out to our sponsor, American Homeowner Preservation. Hey guys, if you want to make a great rate of return with little money out of pocket, even as little as a hundred bucks and do it while helping other people as well, check these guys out. The website's fundingahp.com. The way they do it, they crowdfund money, people's money together to go and help essentially become the bank. They buy people's mortgages that are defaulting, people that are late on their mortgages. They help them refinance, stay in their home and or sell their home so that they can be in a better financial position. And the cool thing is, is that they pay awesome returns and they pay it monthly. And like I said, you can invest with as little as a hundred bucks. So check them out. Websites, fundingahp.com. That's F-U-N-D-I-N-G-A-H-P.com. Check them out. All right. So this is really a question that keeps coming up over and over and over. It's in the news, it's in the media, and everybody's talking about it, but nobody's really sure what to do about it. And that's inflation. We're hearing everything. We're seeing about, of course, about lumber prices. We're seeing lumber prices have now quadrupled, even quintupled from a year ago. Just absolutely craziness that's going on right now. And now I did a, a podcast episode several months back where we talked about the threat of deflation. And there's still that downward pressure that we talk about that book, The New Great Depression, written by Jim Rickards. But that being said, I'm really more in the inflation camp, right? I know there's deflationary pressure, but I think everything that's been happening, the government's pushing all they can to create more inflation. Now, why would they do that? Well, one, inflation makes debt cheap, especially when the countries have debt. Just so you know, the United States has no intention of paying off their debt. I know that might be foreign to some of us out there, especially if you're of the Dave Ramsey camp, but the U.S. doesn't want to pay off their debt. In fact, they want inflation to be higher than the debt interest that's being paid, that they're having to pay out because that's where you win. You actually make more money. So there is no intention to do that. This is why they fight deflation with a vengeance because deflation would actually make them more in debt. But think about it. If the inflation rate's actually 4%, let's just say, right? I think it's actually higher than that, but say it's only 4%, but let's say their debt on their money is only two or 3%, they're making money. They'll run that debt limit up all they want. So that's the thing is they're making their debt cheaper. And there's a lesson to be learned from that. We'll talk about that in a second here. But in any case, what we've seen happening right now is we are seeing inflation. There is no doubt. Even the April numbers came out recently saying that it was over 4% 
for year over year. I think it's a lot more than that. Um, we're already seeing food costs skyrocket. I'll tell you, this is kind of a by the way advice. By the way, I don't ever give an investment advice on the show. You guys know that. You know, uh, you guys do whatever you feel is best. But if there's an investment I would look at, it's buying food. It's interesting because I've talked about this before on the show, right? I even talked about it in 2020 saying that it's important to get food. Well, guess what? I got a little tip from my mom, actually, of all people. Uh, she said, hey, Chris, like, this was just a few weeks ago. She said, Chris, starting tomorrow, meat prices are going to triple. And I was like, all right, I don't know if I buy that they're going to triple overnight. And she was specifically talking about meat at Costco. So she said the guy that she talked to was a very credible source. So we did an experiment. I sent my wife out. I said, hey, apparently prices are going to skyrocket on meat here pretty soon. So we went to the, she went to the store, bought some beef, bought some chicken, and we buy all organic. So we want to make sure we stocked up on that. At the time, there was plenty of stock. Um, but she noticed that a lot of the pallets were, it was interesting because the pallets were less. They're stacking pallets to make it look like there was more. It was some of the other things, especially with the produce and whatnot. Well, anyways, organic chicken, like the average kind of package that she would buy from there that first trip was about 22 bucks. Now, we bought so much meat. There was a few hundred dollars worth of meat that we had to buy a separate freezer. So we bought a little freezer just to store the meat in. Well, we decided to do an experiment three days later. Look at the price of beef. It was about the same. Chicken, though, went from 22 for that same package to about 28. So it was like a massive overnight jump. Uh, guys, this is a big deal. This is a huge deal right now. Uh, I talked about how government intervention is not helping. In fact, it's only driving up prices more. And that's bad for the little guy. It's bad for the poor and the middle class. Well, I'm telling you guys, like this is no different. So we're seeing inflation right now. We know that home prices are going up. We've seen the stock hit all-time highs. We're seeing Bitcoin hit all-time highs, even though it might correct a little bit. Still, everything's being inflated. The question is, what kind of inflation is this? And how do we protect against it? What do we do? Where could we put our money? Where could we invest? Where are some typical safe havens when there's inflation? I just know that no inflation is the same. The first thing you got to understand is where is there a bubble? Where is there a bubble being created right now? Well, there's no doubt with the government, the way they're, they're handing out money left and right, they're handing out to the average Joe like crazy. Well, naturally it's going to drive things up. Stocks are definitely overvalued. But I'll tell you, in an inflationary market, stocks can keep going higher despite the fact that they're in a bubble. You know, same thing with Bitcoin. Even though that's been in a bubble, it can still drive up higher. Because inflation can drive those things up. And especially if people are looking for an inflation hedge, they're going to look for alternative sources. If it's not gold and silver, they'll look like Bitcoin. In the stock market, another place too, where they want to make more money and trying to buy bonds, for example, that might make nothing or make less than what the inflation rate is. By the way, bond market is another market that I talked about about a year and a half ago, uh, just around the end of 2019, early 2020. I said, watch out for the bond market because that is also a bubble especially with junk bonds and things like that, that we already heard disaster happen with that in the late 80s with the whole 89 stock market crash. That's another bubble that's being kind of created. Again, from too much money being there. Now, it's not the printing of money that drives up inflation. Understand, printing money does nothing. It's the fact that the money gets distributed. That's where we create inflation. And by the way, another thing that's creating inflation in the stock market is that companies are buying back their stocks now. So they're getting all this money, of course, from the government. And as a result, they're like, well, I've got cheap money here from debt. Hey, if inflation's higher or I can drive this price up higher, let's buy back our stocks. They're buying back their stocks now, which, of course, you know, drives up the price again. 
So we're seeing all this kind of stuff happen. A lot of people ask me, Chris, is real estate in a bubble right now? The answer is no, it's not. You know, real estate is not in a bubble right now. The bubble, a good example of that happened in the last recession. Now, a few things have to happen for a bubble to occur. One, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of debt being thrown into it. That's one big way to create a bubble. When there's money being thrown in, that becomes more speculative versus calculated. We saw this in the last recession where we saw home prices go up because one, there's appraisal fraud. Appraisers were feeling pressure to get higher prices because people were paying more and more and more. So they had to feel the pressure to drive up prices. Uh, that's no longer the case. They got hammered so hard. That industry, uh, so many licenses were revoked or suspended or terminated as a result of that, that now appraisers are going the opposite pendulum. Now they're still staying conservative and safe to make sure they don't over appraise to get themselves in more trouble like they already did 12 plus years ago. Two, we're also not seeing an oversupply of inventory, right? In fact, we're seeing the opposite. We've seen an undersupply of inventory and it's so bad, especially with lumber prices going up, that builders don't even want to build right now. They don't want to build because the prices are skyrocketing so fast they can't even make money. And the appraisals, by the way, can't keep up with the prices that they need to charge in order to be profitable on that building, on that home. So as a result, builders are slowing it down and we're already short on supply. The last recession, we were not short on supply. We were overbuilding and that created more supply and less demand and that killed prices. And so that's another one. The third thing are lenders. And this is a big one because banks can create massive bubbles. We're seeing bubbles, but not from the real estate industry because banks aren't lending as easily. I remember in 2006 as a mortgage officer, we could do stated income loans. And as long as they had good credit, it was like a don't ask, don't tell type of situation. It was like, okay, you say, you swear you're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, I make 50,000 a month. Okay, well, your credit score looks great. Lender says good, you're good. And then of course, when they don't actually have that kind of income, guess what, things crash. So lenders are not doing that anymore. They're very stringent. Even in my situation where I've been the best financial health I've ever been in my entire life, and they still make you feel guilty and make you think that somehow you have to beg for them to give you a loan. So those things are preventing a bubble happening in the real estate game right now. So I want to talk about where can you put money or where ways you can consider putting money during inflation, right? Again, we're not giving investment advice here, just telling you what typically is good. Number one, cash is usually not king. And during inflationary times, you do want to have some cash, you want to have some liquidity, but you know that cash is burning a hole in your pocket during inflation. Now, if this were deflation, you want as much cash as possible, right? You want liquid cash, you want money working because the truth is you're making more and more money. So you want to be lending your money. You want to be having cash because your cash is actually growing in value. But during inflationary times, and especially we end up in hyperinflation, I'm not saying U.S. would be really tough to go into hyperinflation where this is like South America, where your the value of currency goes down by 75% overnight. That's not the kind of thing we see happen here in the United States. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it's pretty unlikely. Uh, but those kind of things can happen. But that doesn't happen here. That's like massive hyperinflation. It's like what we see in Venezuela, you know, where they had massive hyperinflation and, and now they're starving on the streets, literally selling off whatever they can or trying to figure out how to survive day to day. My wife's got family over there that are literally starving and have lost massive weight. Even when they were chubby before, now they're rail thin. So that kind of thing can create massive chaos. But I don't think we're heading to hyperinflation, but I do know we're heading to big inflation, good, solid inflation times. So cash obviously is not king during inflation. 
One place I am holding liquid cash is I'm keeping more of my life insurance because I know at least I'll earn some interest that will usually, not always, but usually keep up to some level with inflation and it's liquid so I can access it. Right now with the rates being as low as they are on the banks, bank money is just not great. I still have money in the bank, but I, I try to keep a smaller amount in the bank because we're earning point nothing percent. Even in the online savings accounts, if you make a half percent, you're feeling pretty happy. So that's not the place to store it. So if I can earn at least 5% on my money in life insurance, great, I'll do that. But that's just a temporary storage. I'm looking really in inflationary times to buy real assets. This is the thing that I see that's happening because the last recession, it wasn't just real estate that tanked. If you've ever watched like the big short, if you've ever seen that movie, uh, they talk about derivatives. I think of derivatives like it's the copy of the master copy or sometimes the copy of the copy that was of the, cop of the master copy where they're doing a market all in and of itself, but it's not tied to a real asset. It's all paper. It's all speculative. And that's coming back. Hey guys, there's a lot of people speculating on stuff right now. They're, even the IPOs were going crazy. The, the funny thing is a lot of the biggest IPOs that launched that people were super pumped about are down. Almost all of them are down for their initial offering price that you would have bought it at the open. So they've tanked. And now there's other derivatives that are out there, right? I mean, things that are based on to credit back type of securities. There's derivatives based on real estate, even on gold. Like if you're trying to buy gold or silver and you're using the ETF, you know, or you're trying to trade the paper, just know it's not tied to a real asset. You have no claim on the real asset. It's purely speculation based on market of who's buying that, those stocks and who's not. So understand that when you're buying the stocks, you're buying into these derivatives and these other things that are trying to give you, even trying to buy into digital currency, you're not even having the real thing when you start buying on the reflection of it. If you're not buying the real thing, it's not real. Understand that. And there's a lot of people pumping money in that it can cause massive chaos, massive crashes, especially for those that are putting their money in those places. So look to buy real assets. Go to the source of where the assets are. Don't buy oil stock necessarily. Look to see if you can buy into companies that actually invest in oil. Same thing with gold. Buy the real stuff. And by the way, just so you know, gold and silver prices haven't gone up that much in the last year. Uh, ever since last summer, they've actually been kind of down a little bit, you know, maybe flat, depending on when you hear this episode, that is. Here's the thing, is that you go to try to buy it right now, it's hard to find supply. It's hard to find it because a lot of these brokerages are only allowed a certain quantity to sell. Someone is trying to, of course, there's manipulation and control everywhere in all kinds of markets. But just know that that's a place, there are countries storing up gold right now. China, Venezuela, by the way, is trying to create digital currency backed by gold. They're trying to create a currency better, more backed than even like Bitcoin or even the US dollar. Now, Venezuela is not the example you want to follow, but it's interesting that they're going for the gold too. Russia and China are going for the gold. So again, going back to James Rickard's book, The New Great Depression, there's been currency wars happening. And those are the countries that are trying to essentially knock the United States off of their little pedestal, off of their little pride pedestal that the United States has had for so many decades, where they've been kind of the standard currency that many have used. That can shortly soon, that could end up being a big issue. So anyways, long story short is look for the real assets. If you're going to buy gold, buy the real stuff. I'm still buying real estate because again, I don't see it in a bubble. If anything, we might see real estate cool off, but that's regardless of the fact is again, I like cash flowing properties. That is one thing that I think will continue to skyrocket in price. You think they're high now, just wait. It's not going to get any easier. 
So I'm figuring to see these prices. Again, I'm not saying it's gonna be like it was this last year where you're seeing like 15, 20% plus gains in one year. That's a little unsustainable, but it's not impossible. And so just know that's the kind of stuff that you can see, but we're not banking on appreciation. We bank on cash flow, regular monthly recurring rep income that's coming in. I just had a client that said, hey, here's a duplex. It's about an 18% cash on cash ROI, which by the way, right now is amazing. You know, I'm telling people, if you can make 10%, that's still pretty good because lately interest rates have gone up. If you're trying to buy properties and uh, rents haven't quite, quite caught up. You will, by the way, even if you have a lower cash and cash return on your property, I believe, and then we're already seeing evidence of it, that rents are going to drive up because I'll tell you, like I was debating about whether to sell off my house. And I said, well, if I sell off my house, where do I go buy? So you're looking around the market. You're like, there's not much to buy right now. Well, maybe I should rent. Maybe I should get all the equity out and then just rent, which is it was just an option. Well, I looked at it and the rental market wasn't any better. In fact, it was harder to find a place, especially with with the size of family we have. We need something more than you know than usually about four thousand square feet to fit our family comfortably. Well, that's not very prevalent on the market right now. So just know that you're going to see rent prices increase too. There's going to be inflation there as well, and it always balances itself out. It's just a lag. So if you're seeing home prices skyrocket, you'll see rent follow suit. So for me personally, I like buying real real estate. I'm actually looking at buying raw land, even real land too. That's another opportunity I see. Even commercial real estate within the, the apartment space. Like there's still, again, because rents can be driven up here with inflation, I think there's an opportunity there. So again, the real asset, not buying in stocks based on this stuff, but buying into actual deals where you own and control property, or at least you have some ownership interest in those properties, even if you're buying into a syndication. Those are the kind of things I'm talking about that can be inflation resistant more. Uh, I mentioned gold and silver is a big one, of course, you know, and metals. There's all kinds of commodities you could probably be investing in. You know, copper is even skyrocketing in price, more so than gold and silver, uh, just like lumber. So those kind of things. Business is another thing you'd be looking at investing in, whether it be your own business, because with businesses, you have to adjust your prices as well. Hopefully you can stay profitable and those profits keep increasing percentage wise, or at least even if it doesn't increase percentage wise, just for the fact you have to keep increasing revenue would increase your money, your cash flow. Franchise is another option to look at. We had Kim Daly on the show several months back talking about franchise options. That's something you could potentially look into, especially if you want to stand more back, be more of a semi-active, semi-passive type of investor in a business. Now, last tip here. This is a big one. And I've already talked about this multiple times because the government's been doing it. And large corporations have been doing it already. The question is, will we as individuals catch on to this? And that's the cheap money that's out there. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, get stimulus money or whatever, because I haven't got a dime of stimulus money. I make too much, right? And many of you do too. The thing I'm talking about here is you can get cheap money from banks. Can you get that money that's cheap and go and leverage it? The beautiful thing right now is despite the inflation, usually interest rates will follow. But again, the feds are are holding back. They don't want to just quite raise rates. They don't want to jeopardize a good thing until they see consistent growth and strength in the economy, which is different from the inflation. Well, right now, I mean, you get a mortgage that's like, say, three and a quarter, three and a half percent right now, maybe less. You can even get money out of your house and you get for cheap money. You get it for a 30 year fixed loan. You get those longer terms. That is inflation resistance right there. Because again, if inflation, which I believe is way higher than just two or three percent, like the government says, way higher. Because let's be honest, a two percent inflation rate based on the rule of 72 means that your income lifestyle or your lifestyle only doubles once every 36 years. 
let me go back 36 years. I was 1985. Are you spending more money than you were, in, more than double than what you were in 1985? Are food costs more than double than they were in 1985? The answer is a resounding yes. Even at 3%, even if you said 3%, that's once every 24 years based on the rule of 72. Okay, 24 years ago, going back, now we're going to 1997. Is it more than double? I remember I was in college. I remember what it cost to buy food. It was way, way cheaper, not just half, way less expensive than that. The truth is our real inflation rate is probably at least 5%. If you go to shadowstats.com, they talk about the real inflation rate and things of that nature. But needless to say, if even if the inflation rate was only 4%, like I said earlier, but you can borrow at three, this can even include your car loans and things like that, secured debt. You're making money, guys. Now, this is not a strategy to take lightly. This requires wise stewardship. If you're someone that just blows money or you're not a good investor, do not do this. Do not even consider it. Well, you can consider it, but don't act on it, okay? Because you've got to be a wise steward. Like those that know how to make money and can do it certainly. I'm not talking about saying, hey, make throw this money and put it in some speculative like Bitcoin. Because again, you can't control those prices. You can't control the variables. You're just riding waves. Same thing with the stock market. You got to be careful. And by the way, you can't put in the stock market anyways. They actually tell you it's illegal to borrow money and put in the stock market. And no, margin account trading does not count because they still use your money as the leverage and they'll make sure that they give you a margin call. They'll sell off your stock before you run out of money. So you can never go into debt with that. Um, you might be able to create some leverage, but it's not really debt. So anyways, the truth is, is you can't put money in those places. But you can put it in business. You can put it in real estate. You can put it in places that banks are willing to lend. And that's the beautiful thing is that what if you can make better returns? What if you can make an 8 or 10% rate of return on something that costs you 3 I showed somebody just a few people this last week where they were saying, hey, Chris, I'm trying to see if maybe we're a good fit to, to work with you as a client. We're, we want to see what you could do for us. In many cases, we see that they have home equity. And now you still have a cost to it. So I tell them, like, hey, based on this, we refinance this or that. Okay, we can get out X number of dollars. So like in one situation, I said, you could probably get at least... Hundred fifty to $200,000 of equity out of your home. Now that extra cost was going to cost them about 700 bucks a month. I said, well, if that's 700 bucks a month, but that extra $200,000 makes you even conservatively 1600 a month. Well, now you've already made more than double. You've made a $900 profit with no money out of pocket. In some cases, an infinite rate of return, even though it's not completely because you are paying for it, but still from your own money out of pocket, that's just money making money that you didn't even have in your possession in the first place. It's just getting your money to work for you. And so, guys, it's even better. If you can get it fixed, great. You know, a lot of these people are talking about doing HELOCs because right now the rates are low, the payments are really low, and then you can always turn around and refinance them later to fix the rate if rates start to climb again. But in the meantime, rates have been held low. We can even do a home equity line of credit for a lesser payment and get a good return on that. So that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, it's a great opportunity, especially with inflation, to create leverage as long as you're buying, again, real assets, something that has certainty that you know that you're not going to lose value from it. Okay. So that's the warning I'm going to give you is that if you're looking at doing this, don't go crazy with it. Don't say, this is no brainer. I'm going to make millions of percent. No, you're not. You okay. Like, trust me, nothing like that's sustainable for long term. You got to make sure you're doing it right. So, guys, inflation. It's a scary time, especially if you're on the savers end of thing. If you're a saver saving in the traditional mutual funds, you're paying off your debt, it's actually a dangerous time for you. You actually will lose big time during inflationary times. 
you're a spender, you're going to lose because things just get more expensive anyways. But if you're a wise steward of your money and you're an investor, this is a great opportune moment to take advantage of it and grow your wealth. So anyways, guys, I hope this was valuable. I hope you make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And I'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.